Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> Here we are on another Monday. Yes, we get going. Um, Mary told me that last week you can hear me swallowing my coffee. <laughs> so apologies. I'm not going to probably remember to move away from the microphone, but if you're interested, it's single origin from Ethiopia, kind of a medium roast, uh, pretty mild flavor. Uh, recommend it. Well, and there's proof that this is unedited <laughs> for the most part. I just tinker with it a tiny bit. Uh, and we truly are sitting here drinking our second cup of coffee together. <laughs> We're not lying. <laughs> Um, so I'm looking, I can see outside the door to our screen porch, the sun's coming up over the churchyard and there's a cat at the door that wants to get in. And for anyone listening, we've got a, a cat that lives on the screen porch that constantly wants to come inside. And then we've got a cat that lives inside that constantly wants to go outside and it just got me thinking about contentment. Um, and how that can be a, an elusive thing if we're not mindful about it. Uh, always kind of on the move to the next thing, to get to the next thing, whatever it might be, and uh, often not appreciating or recognizing or being satisfied with what's around us. Um, yesterday, we obviously, we celebrated Mother's Day for Mary, and but it was also my eldest daughter's birthday. And how sweet it was to sit in the backyard. Uh, the weather was nice. And eat some carrot cake and read cards and open presents for her and um it was a very it was a contented moment for me but uh you know if you if if one i guess was trying to think of what got ruined by the coronavirus and how we didn't get to celebrate you could certainly lose your contentment pretty quickly sure yeah um, it, that reminds me of talking to the youth yesterday morning. We're, we're going through confirmation classes, which were 
kind of put on hold for several weeks, and we were finally able to get back to it yesterday through Zoom meeting, which is not ideal, um, but that's what we have available to us right now, so we started back that way. But at the end of the meeting, I challenged them to notice three things on purpose. So really pay attention with this assignment of noticing three good things that have come out of this season of a lot of change, a lot of um, adaptations. And from their perspective, I'm sure it all feels different and it looks different. Um, And so I'm interested to see what they come back with in noticing those three three things on purpose because it's so easy to get into a mode of thinking that can be what do I not have what am I lacking in what's been taken away from me you know the glass is half empty kind of thinking mm-hmm. instead of waking up with fresh eyes and saying it's a brand new day let's start with a clean slate and notice the good around me. Which makes a huge difference. As you were speaking, I was reminded of some quotation, and I won't get this right, but something to the effect of that it's during pressure or the squeezing when uh, character is revealed in someone. And this, uh, this time of pandemic and uh, bombardment of conflicting information is a massive time of squeezing and characters being revealed all over the place uh, in people. So you're right. It's uh, as we're being pressed, uh, what are those things that tend to surface? And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Everything that's been squeezed out of me is, you know, golden rays of sunshine. (laughs) That would just be a lie. Um, But I have had ample opportunity to pause and and reflect and evaluate what is coming out of me, what is being uh, exposed in me by this, and uh, just in being mindful about it. In recognizing it, it's so helpful um, to then make an adjustment in perspective. Yeah. I watched a YouTube video last night, um, and it was kind of a documentary storytelling um, film about this guy um, living in California among the redwoods and he had like this 400 acre plot um, that he got in his 20s and he literally was off the grid all of his life and how he and he is presenting this to the story maker in his probably mid 80s and he looks like the most energetic (laughs) um, spontaneous life-loving figure you've ever seen. 
and he walks he walks you through his property and all the different projects that he's invested his life in and he's like this is not work this has been <clears throat> this has been like playtime to me and and it was so refreshing to see that attitude and to see the joy in his sharing of the life that he had created and he said we had nothing you know, we, we sold Christmas trees to make enough money to buy the materials so that we could continue to live this way, but they were self-sufficient and they, and they had projects that they would just kind of building their homes one by one and they raised their family there. And, and he said that lack or not having um, everything is not a bad thing it actually is an opportunity for creativity and if you don't go through seasons of lack and not having you'll never you'll never um, be spurred on to think of alternatives or to think well what's another way to do this instead mm-hmm right so even above and beyond the material things, lacking internal things such as recognizing a lack of peace or joy mm-hmm. uh, or contentment in our lives, when we feel that lack, you know how can how can I orient my life a bit differently so that I can begin to experience those things that I lack now? that make life worth living more than just survival, but that they add the color uh, to our days, you know, uh, things that we often miss. Yesterday morning, we read just the little um, story within the book of John of the woman at the well in Samaria, and we just reflected about you know, here's Jesus just traveling between two places. And in the middle, this wonderful event happens, this opportunity and this interaction with this woman who's talking about, who who goes through this very um, event of being told there's much more here than what you realize that's available to you, that's beautiful, that is living water that you don't even realize how great it is. And just a little interaction of him saying, "I, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for the living water so you'll never thirst again. So this, this dynamic of you've been living so dimly, you've been living so... Um, so narrowly in your in your joy of life in your participation in real life and so that's a question maybe for all of us right now how have we been living have we been living on the surface and how much deeper and richer is there available to us that we're we're just now starting to explore no matter what age you are um Absolutely. <clears throat> and that that living water 
at least the way I understand it, is uh, an internal state of being or experience. We could call it walking in the Spirit or living in the kingdom of God, but that it's a, a, a sense of God's presence that is um, that then bears the fruit of the joy and the peace. And it has nothing to do with externals. Um, often, I know I've been caught up in this before, thinking, well, my joy and the rivers of living water will be here whenever this can happen in my life or I get to this place. And so it's always the discontentment and looking for something else versus, yeah. can you know, just being at peace with where you are. And that may sound obvious, but I, I do think it's a subtle, slippery slope um, that we want, you know, the, the loud, we want the Hollywood version of our lives, the loud flashing <laughs> stuff, the soundtracks, the, the lights. And I don't think we'll ever be content if that's the vision we have rather than um, the simplicity of, you know, the sun coming up over these trees or um, just sitting here enjoying this coffee and being present to enjoy it versus thinking, well, I've had better coffee in my life. Uh, I wish I had some of that other coffee or whatever it might be. Uh, mm We've talked about this, about the opportunity of crisis or suffering or a major, you know, life event, the opportunity that those things actually bring to grow in these ways of, of looking and noticing and, and moving into paths that we do by choosing to do so instead of just falling into patterns because life happens well yeah i mean i have to choose all the time i wish i could walk across this bridge one time and be content forever but um but yeah i think that that is to me and at least my experience that is the fight of faith that is the working out of my salvation is each day um, doing the best I can to avail myself to the goodness of God so that I can live in His presence and in contentment. Um, and when I don't, not then tearing myself apart with condemnation because uh, God doesn't cast stones at me for it, but instead continues to beckon me along to more maturity. And boy, does that take the pressure off if I can finally get to that place where I realize, yeah, I totally lived um, in some place that wasn't in the now. As you know, Paul Young will say, the fellow who wrote The Shack, he calls it future tripping, where we're thinking about events in the future and typically we use we come up with worst case scenarios so we spend so much energy in our heads about what might happen or what could happen or what we want to happen 
that we miss what's happening right in front of us. Yeah. And I fall subject to future tripping all the time. Um, so it's not, at least in me, it's not been a switch. It just gets flipped one time and all of a sudden I don't do it anymore. Um, but it sure is nice whenever I recognize that I'm doing it so I can begin to try to calm those voices in my head and um, pay attention to what's going around me and enjoy what it is. Um, and the result, to bring it full circle then, is a sense of contentment, of kind of satisfaction in life that um, it really is peaceful. Yeah, so my question is, how do you live in that place of, of restfully letting the day unfold in contentment and not pushing and not controlling, but at the same time needing to plan for the future, especially if changes are required and, you know, we're all having to make adjustments and plan for we don't quite even know what, but, you know, the practicalities of planning for next week and next month. So how do you balance out that graceful living in the moment and at the same time doing what's required to be ready for next week and next month? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got some thoughts about it. Um, yeah, I, obviously it doesn't mean ditch ever planning anything, I don't think. Um, that we, uh, we certainly spend some time considering what's coming up, but that we don't uh, pitch our tent there, I guess is in my life what it's been. You know, plan the best we can, but don't let it rob uh, enjoying the present, uh, just spending my entire life in the planning mode uh, means that I miss what's happening around me. So mm -hmm. uh, plan, but then adjust, adapt, uh, because invariably the way I've planned it rarely comes to fruition the way I envisioned it in my mind. So, And that's tough for me because I like control. Um, I don't like things to go off of my plans <laughs> and uh, that's been a, a continual lesson that I've learned this uh, second half of life uh, is to try to relinquish and let go of that control as uh, those troubadours 38 special said to hold on loosely <laughs> Yeah, I and I go back to the demeanor and the attitude of my off-the-grid guy in California on YouTube who, who had inspired ideas and planned out of that creative juice that was flowing and, and approached his days with enthusiasm um, and then adjusted whenever there needed to be adjustments and surprised himself with what came to pass. 
So maybe that's kind of where we need to encourage each other is in, you know, co-creating with God and, and looking ahead with adventure, but also with assurance that we're not alone and that changes, you know, adaptations and adjustments, they're not bad. It's not like you failed. Um, yeah, I, I heard something yesterday, and I'm still thinking about this. But the, in a nutshell, it was how often do we treat our faith and as Christians, our faith in Jesus and our Father, how often do we treat our faith as holding on to events that happened in the past, such as the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, and fail to recognize that faith is so connected to hope as to what we have out in front of us that's future-oriented, and that our faith actually is our actions in the present that reflect the hope we have in the future, so that my faith then uh, propels me to um, not just sit back and contemplate things that have happened in my life, but to be proactive uh, in... uh, trying to be the salt and the light and uh, uh, to encourage one another along the way, as you just said. So that is such an important aspect of our faith. that is It is present and active as it uh, reflects the hope that we have in the future for uh, the kingdom and for ourselves. Yeah, I love that. And that's a much deeper and richer experience of hope than what you often hear tossed about. Nice. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter and we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars, enjoy your freedom to explore life, and just take it one step at a time.